Dibs be the rules. Well, we can see if uh, Dan Dibley feels differently about calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. Host of Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, where first off, are you good out there with all these storms, man? I have seen some crazy footage from what you guys are dealing with. Yes, uh, luckily here uh, in the East Bay where I live, it hasn't been as bad as Sacramento, but uh, it's what we have out here in the Bay Area, it's called microclimates where you might get nine inches of rain in one area, three inches of rain in another. Where I live, it hasn't been too, too bad. It's been bad, but not super bad. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your sensitivity because if we get even like the slightest bit of overcast in a drizzle, we all panic. Yeah, you know, I was with your producer, Kyle Madsen, this weekend. I saw that. And I we went, went to the Kings-Lakers game. And I tell you what, Dibs, uh, I woke up to a tree next to my next-door neighbor's house in my Airbnb that was inserted into the roof that was a 30-year-old tree. So it was Jeez. one of the craziest things I've, I've ever seen in Sacramento. So it was bomb cyclone, they call it, or something like that? Yeah, exactly. And that uh, it's like whatever, tropical storm or like the, the, the bomb cyclone. And I have to tell you, for the first time, I had IG envy because my producer, Kyle Madsen, who's great, he's more than a producer, but I saw the picture with you and Deuce and Mo and Casey and D'Lo, and I'm like, oh, my God, is that – is that Trista Crick? Is that my sometime homie? I had Instagram envy for I the first time. I, I invited honest. you. I invited you. I said, hey, come out. And you. I think you yeah. had other things to do. Next time, next time. But we got to talk, Dibs, about our dubs. We got to talk about our dubs. Mm-hmm. How do you lose? How do you explain losing to a Phoenix G League team, allowing no shade to my guy Dwayne Washington, junior oh, friend God. of show, to yes. go off on you? And put multiple buckets on this team's head and lose. Well, first of all, you have no answer for Dwayne Washington Jr. None of us do. And, uh, I mean, when you have a Dwayne Washington Jr., uh, forget Dwayne Washington Sr. or Dwayne Washington III. There's no answer for Dwayne Washington Jr. Uh, Basically, the answer is the NBA regular season is the biggest crapshoot this side of an actual craps game you never know what's going to happen the warriors were double digit favorites and they should have lost that game by 50 if it wasn't for a fourth quarter rally they would have lost that game by 30 the nba is for me from a gambling standpoint it's a no-fly zone because you never know what's going to happen and as soon as we want to write this warrior team off they do something that makes you buy back in and then you buy back in and then they lose three in a row they lost to detroit orlando and a G League Phoenix team, like you said, and this off a five-game win streak. So this Warrior team is incredibly maddening when it comes to gambling. And when we get to April, May, and June, they might win the chip again uh, off a 42-40 and and season. Yeah, and you know the thing that you said about that is when they turned it up in the fourth quarter— it looked like playoff basketball again, and they and Phoenix had no answer. So I think that that fourth quarter blitz that you talked about really showed that when the Warriors want to play like they, they can play, they, they certainly do. Did want to get, though, your thoughts, because I tweeted this out and got a lot of hate for it, is that you know <laughs> Jordan Poole may be the most maddening $30 million player a year I've ever seen. Yes, but keep in mind he's only making three point five million this year. The extension doesn't kick in until next year, and I know it's a little bit of Fair contract 
semantics, but this year he still is on that rookie deal. So until he really makes that big money next year, it's hard to judge him off of this year. And let me ask all three of you this in terms of being punched in the face. And the last time I got punched in the face was by my sister. Shout out Hurricane Gale, 1984. (laughs) And she, by the way, hits a lot harder than Draymond Green ever would dream about punching any human being. And I know it took me some time to recover. So for Jordan Poole, can we give Jordan Poole a little bit of time to recover from getting socked in the face by his teammate? Is that what makes his decision-making so poor? Maybe. No, I think what makes his decision-making so poor is the fact that he is that player anyway. And, you know, you've given him a certain amount of leash in terms of you know, you're the leader of the second unit. Clay Thompson doesn't play back-to-back games. Steph Curry's been hurt for four weeks. And it's a team where they're going to play free and fast with the ball anyway. So, you know, Jordan Poole and, you know, the carry, the accentuation of the carry violation hurt him early in the year. And this Warrior team is number two in the league in turnovers anyway. So he's always going to be fast and free with the ball anyhow. Dan, I uh, think the Warriors are still going to be there. I think they're probably going to be Same. in the finals. I look at the West, and I don't really trust anybody. I like Memphis, but they're young. What's gonna, what, is, what is it going to take for this team to kind of turn things around, though, in the regular season? Because I'm looking at the future prices right now, and they're plus 900 to win it all, plus 400 to win the West. I just want to know if it's going to take a couple more weeks to turn this thing around, because if I could get 11-1, to 12-1, I'd rather get the better price. But if it's going to be, hey, yeah. you know, next week they're the Warriors again, I'd rather grab it right now. I would grab it now because, uh, you know, they could go on a run where their price is going to go down. I don't know if it's going to go any higher than nine to one. But if you believe in this team, if you believe in Steph, Clay, Dre and Wiggins and, you know, last year, many people didn't believe in them. And I'm among them. I'll raise my hand to the scorers table. Foul on me. I didn't think that they could flip the switch. But if you believe that they can all be healthy again like they were last year. If you believe that the West is wide open, which it is, I don't think you're getting a better price than nine to one. So now would be the time to get in on this warrior train. Dibs, I've been a Warriors fan from the beginning. I love the way the organizations run. I love Steve Kerr. I think the culture they built is fantastic, but I'm actually a little concerned watching the ups and downs of this season and the lack of growth and, and maybe in some ways maturity of some of the younger players and the inconsistencies there. With that being said, Is there a chance, have you heard anything in terms of conversation, and I'm sure there's some rumors out there, about moves at the deadline? Could they make one or two moves to try and, maybe not even like something that's big, like moving their young players, but is there anything that they could potentially do to try and fix some of their issues right now? There is, but I, and we talk about this on uh, Willard and Dibs 95.7 The Game, uh, the Odyssey app. It's always available for you. But what move could they make? So you've got Steph, Clay, Dre, and Wiggins, who are max players. Do you want to trade one of them in order to make your roster better? You probably won't. Then you look at the young players, Kaminga, Moody, and James Wiseman. Well, right now, James Wiseman is a sell low, buy high kind of player. So if you want to move James Wiseman, what could you really get for James Wiseman? They do have one roster spot that's available, and they also have Andre Iguodala, who I call Captain Vet Min. He's on a veteran minimum contract. (laughs) He barely plays, but you do have an empty roster spot. But the problem is 
They are over the luxury tax. They're way over the luxury tax. So if they sign a veteran and you know people in our market were saying, bring Dwight Howard back from Asia and give him the veteran minimum. Well, if you give Dwight Howard 3 million, it's really 12 million mm-hmm. because of the tax. So they're really in a, in a tight spot mm-hmm. where there's not much they can do in terms of roster improvement as did I wake the baby? <laughs> I woke the baby. Guys, I woke the baby. I woke the baby, guys. I, can we see the baby? Now you're can, in trouble. Can, can we show the baby, please? <laughs> I'd this like to baby. see the baby. This is Myla. This is my beloved oh Myla. Oh, my God. Look at that. She's four months old. Oh, Hi, Myla. You're live on, on the BetQL network. I have woken the baby. Guys, as good as this segment is gone, I've got bad news for you. I woke the baby. You woke the baby. You woke the baby. You look, woke the look, baby. Yeah. Look, look how happy, though. It's a happy baby. Yeah, yeah. Crying, that's baby. true. There's no crying oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like that. Hi, honey. Hi, baby. <laughs> this Daddy's is doing this is the live best. radio. <laughs> Hi, baby. Yeah. Now, I feel, now, I, now I feel bad that, that you woke the baby, though. I feel yeah. like it's kind of Trista's fault. I think it is, too. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, you know? guess what? When this segment ends and the baby cries, is it Trista who gets blamed? I don't think so, it's guys. It's Dibs yeah, that true. gets blamed. Dibs, you yeah. were one of the first people to really make me dig in on the Seattle Seahawks when you said, listen, a lot of people are going off these trends, 18, 19 against the spread victories for the Seattle out of twenty out of 21 in, C- in Seattle. Now you are at the crib. I don't know how Seattle is going to be able literally. to stop the run. At Literally inside of the crib. <laughs> how is Seattle going to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey? How is Seattle going to be able to stop uh, George Kittle, how do you see this game being any different than the last matchup? No, I don't actually. And, and if you can get in now before my words and uh, you know the appearance of my baby Mila raises <laughs> the spread, you need to bet this now because the 49ers are going to win this game. It could be 80 to 14, but more <laughs> likely, I mean, with, it's going to be bad weather. So I know that it's going to be a little bit tougher to score big points, but this Niner team is going to crush Seattle. This feels to me like a classic 35 to 9, 31 to 13 kind of ball game. Seattle, if you look at the two games these two teams played, the Niners destroyed them in the first game. And actually, we were going through the, the tape earlier today. Seattle in that first matchup ran the single worst play in the NFL this year. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was a uh, it was a wildcat formation and they faked it left. They ran right. They had a half pack throw into triple coverage, which resulted in an interception. And the second game, the only reason why it was quote unquote close is Seattle scored a garbage time touchdown. Brock Purdy was hurt in that game. The Niners will win this game by two touchdowns, mark it down, use a Sharpie, whatever happens. I will bet a whole box of Pampers diapers on this game. Dan, who wow. does scare you the most in the NFC? That's is it insane. is it Philadelphia? Do you think maybe Dallas could go on a run? Because in the AFC, you could make the case for like five or six teams. It wouldn't even shock me if the Jags went on a run. But in the NFC, I would be shocked if Tampa, this version of Tampa, went on a run. Or I guess even Dallas, just because of Mike McCarthy. I don't know. Who, who scares you the most? It's Philadelphia, but I'm not even that scared by Philadelphia. If you look at the starting quarterbacks in the NFC by playoff wins... It is zero 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 one one thirty five, and I don't think I need to tell you who the thirty five yeah. is. Yeah. But among the other six quarterbacks, they have two playoff wins. Dak has one. 
Kirk has one. Thank you, officials. And so even if I look at Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia, quite frankly, they're overrated. An injured Jalen Hurts against a, a Niner offensive juggernaut. If these two teams play in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game, the Niners are no more than a one or two point underdog. I've already started booking flights to Arizona for the Super Bowl. Well, good. We'll see you there then. It'll be perfect. So we'll be all yeah. in on the 49ers at that point. Talking to Dan Dibley, where where are you on this Cowboys-Tampa uh, game? We got like three minutes here uh, because everybody feels like is jumping on the Tampa bandwagon, which starts to worry me a little bit. I actually took Tampa plus three and then when it jumped down to two mm-hmm. and a half, I actually then went and took the Dallas money line. So really both get hit, but there's a little bit of a hedge there too. But I'm just getting concerned that like everybody's in on Tampa right now. It's not like they were a good team, even though, okay, Two weeks ago, when they actually had their starters out there, you got 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns from Mike Evans. It's Dallas. I mean, the only reason why it's not Dallas is because Tampa Bay has the GOAT. If you took just the the fact that Tom Brady's quarterbacking Tampa Bay out of it, you look at what Dallas has done. Dallas has a better defense. Tampa Bay's defense is good. Dallas's defense is better. Dak Prescott has been sloppy, but they don't need him to throw the ball. They've got a great rushing attack. The bet that I love in this game is the under 45 and a half. Are you kidding me? This feels to me like a 24, 21, 24, 17 Dallas victory. I love Dallas on this one in a road spot, but I really love the under in this game. You don't, you don't aren't concerned with Tom Brady passing, you know, throwing the ball 50 times against a banged up Dallas secondary scoring some, especially some garbage time points. If they are trying to come back. I'm more concerned with Tom Brady passing away in this game <laughs> thank you I th- the, the pause i thought brought hey, yeah. home. we got to get an afc yeah, pick you. then since we got a couple seconds who do you like in the afc well the emotions say buffalo because you know damar hamlin and everything we've gone through and you know the emotions of that but i do believe it will be buffalo in kansas city at a neutral site and right now that game might be played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because no one in the U.S. wants this game. Are you kidding me? How can you not want this game? I think that game ultimately is played in Vegas. Yeah. It's going to be Buffalo and Kansas City. And guys, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen is great. Buffalo is great. This game probably will be 90 to 87 in quintuple (laughs) overtime. But... I got to go with Patrick Mahomes, who I believe truly is the greatest of all time. He doesn't have the accolades of Tommy Brady, but I do think Kansas City in a neutral is just a click better. It's going to be Kansas City and the Niners, Super Bowl rematch. Jimmy Garoppolo comes off the bench for Brock Purdy, who has COVID, and Jimmy G. (laughs) Exercises those demons. This is insane. These are the hottest takes. You're just adding right. all yeah. kinds yeah. of stuff in there. Dibs, <laughs> Dibs when, when am I coming on the show? Dibs, when am I coming on the show? I know Kyle. I know you. Dibs, can I fill Talk in for you? Talk to your bestie, yes. All right. Talk to your bestie. Bring diapers. It's got to be diapers. Show. But don't wake up the baby. Never wake up the baby. That's the worst thing to do. It's too late. I'm in, I'm in hot water Dan right Dibley's now. in I, trouble. I go. He is in trouble. Host of Willard and Dibs, 95.7 <laughs> The Game in San Francisco.